Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! <laughs> YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Oh. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, I always say it like all <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. Ooh. A why watch that sneak peek? Well, we have a sneaky sneak sneak peek. Uh, Usually we uh, do this week of, but we're doing it a couple weeks before. And this is the movie of all movies. (laughs) (laughs) According to some. But we're, of course, talking about the Irishman. The Irishman. Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. That's what they should have called it. (laughs) Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, which is available this uh, November 1st. Um, But it's a Netflix movie, so guess what? That means it's coming to all of us November 27th, so a little bit after Thanksgiving. You'll be able to enjoy that um, on your small screen, but guess who will probably see it on the big screen? It is um, something that the critic got to see at the New York Film Festival at its premiere. And boy, was it a long one. But before we get into that, or before he gets into that, of course it's directed by Martin Scorsese. Come on. It's written by Charles Brandt. Um, that's a book, actually. But the screenplay was Steve Zalian. It stars everybody Martin Scorsese has ever worked with. except for one Um, we of course have Robert De Niro I mean what kind of movie would it be without him no Leonardo DiCaprio but Joe Pesci is there Uh, Bobby Cannavale uh, Harvey Cartel Anna Paquin uh, Ray Romano shows up Jesse Plemons shows up at some point but really the what people who people are talking about is Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa Mm. 
Mm. Al Pacino has never worked with Marty Scorsese. Can you believe that? Mm. And Robert and Al have only worked a handful of times together. So this is the culminating brewing of gathering. Finally, we get all of the right uh, mob gangster, you know, kind of guys together in one room. Now, what happens when they get in one room three and a half hours later? <laughs> well, the critic's going to tell us. Wow. So, this is based on a true story. Ooh. How, how true is it? I don't know, and I don't want to know. It's Scorsese. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Sanford and Son episode when he sees Julio's uh, place being robbed. And he says, hey, hey, what's going over there, on over there? And finally, the guy who's over there robbing Julio's place says, you don't know, and you don't want to know. So. Okay. <laughs> it is based <laughs> on, like you said, the book by Charles Brandt, who's an investigator. And according to Martin Scorsese, he's working on another book that might go even deeper to this. Get out of here. So what is this? This is the story of how Jimmy Hoffa went missing. What happened to Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> now, how do we get there? We don't, it, it doesn't track Jimmy Hoffa's life. It's not that movie. Instead, the title's The Irishman. So who in the world is The Irishman? The Irishman is Frank Sheeran, played by Robert De Niro. Mm. So once again, Robert De Niro is playing a character who's not Italian, but has connections to the mob. <laughs> Even though De Niro's Italian. I, I just, that whole thing always twists my brain. So we see over decades, my friends, what's going on with Frank as he goes from being a teamster driver into working for the Buffalino crime family to becoming best friends with Jimmy Hoffa. What? And it all starts one fateful day. When he's out, he has his truck. It breaks down at the gas station. He meets this, you know, unassuming kind of guy who comes over and says, hey, young buck, you know, what's going on here? He, you know, Frank is looking in the hood of the, of the vehicle. He can't figure it out. But this man looks in. Five seconds later goes, oh, here's your problem. Fixes it. And there you go. And this man, his name is Russell Buffalino. Now, Frank doesn't know who Russell is, but Russell's played by Joe Pesci. Yeah. So later on, Frank encounters Russell again because Frank gets into trouble at work. I won't tell you how. And he might lose his job. So he needs a lawyer to defend him. The lawyer, his name is Bill Buffalino played by Ray Romano. So, because of this connection, Bill and Frank end up at this place where Russell is. And that's how Frank and Russell meet again. And now Frank goes, oh, you're Russell Buffalino. And Russell is in the same kind of line, the same kind of mob connection as Harvey Keitel's character, Angelo Bruno. So they're looking at Frank going, hmm, can we use him? Mm. Well, of course they can. Can they trust Frank? You know they can. Robert De Niro's playing him. 
So he's very trustworthy and he works his way up through the ranks, leading all the way again to Jimmy Hoffa. Now, Jimmy Hoffa doesn't show up early in this movie, maybe about an hour in, maybe a little earlier than that, but it takes a while for us to see Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. And you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is Jimmy Hoffa's a hothead. He's the head of the Teamsters. And at this time in history, my friends, that means he's second to the president in power. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Hoffa knows this. He knows how to work it. Okay. He knows how to gin up his members. He knows how to take it to the politicians. He knows how to say, this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to get. And this man has a lot of money along with the power. Now, the thing is, he doesn't trust anybody. And if you're gonna meet with him, you better be on time. He doesn't wait for anybody. So what do you think happens in this movie? You think he has to wait? And then what happens when he's waiting? (laughs) Okay. So the thing is, Frank and Jimmy, they hit it off when they're introduced. Jimmy grows to love Frank like a brother and vice versa. And Frank is the calming influence in Jimmy's life for the mob. The Wait. mob will go to Frank. Uh-huh. Robert De Niro's the calming influence for Al Pacino? <laughs> yes. So, because, look, the mob, essentially, they uh, work with the Teamsters so they can clean their money. I'll say it that way. So this is very high, you know, this is high stakes stuff. And Jimmy can't do Jimmy without thinking of them, okay? So Russell, Joe Pesci's character, goes to Frank, and it's kind of like, so here's what happens. Russell, Joe Pesci, is in between Frank and the mob, his other mob friends. So he'll go to Frank, you know, and out of the side of his mouth, he'll go, look, you know, our friends are kind of like, hmm, you know, we need Jimmy to, like, calm it down a bit. You need to tell him. You need to talk to him. So everybody's going to Frank saying, you need to talk to Jimmy. Talk to Jimmy. Calm him down. Now, over time, it gets so bad that Jimmy won't listen to Frank anymore. Frank tries and tries again. It fails. So what do you think happens in the end? The question is, who is behind it? What actually happened to Jimmy Hoffa? And the other part of this is we see some of the family life. We especially see Frank's children. He has daughters, one of whom at the end of the movie when they move forward and his children are adults, is played by Anna Paquin, who has two lines, and I'm being literal, and they're back to back. So why is that? Why would Martin Scorsese hire Anna Paquin to do that? You'll find out. So his family life, we don't know how that goes for Frank. Has it been worth it for Frank? And by the way, Frank is the one narrating this. We see him in the nursing home. Nursing. And then, not nursing, but narrating. Oh, like, oh, he turns into a nurse. <laughs> so he's narrating it. So again, you have this, this huge sweep of time. All these decades were going across. And the thing is, will Frank tell us, the audience, and most notably, the feds, what happened to Jimmy? Does he know? Is he haunted by this? Does he want to find out? I'm not going to tell you. Also, who's left standing along with Frank? Hmm. I think that's quite enough. Hmm. Now, this is this movie's about 
almost three and a half hours. So I, obviously I only scratched the surface and that's good. So let's get into this thing. Please. Oh my gosh. I am someone who loves casino. I love watching Don Rickles in casino say nothing and they get strangled with the telephone cord by Joe Pesci. I love this stuff. I love watching Sharon Stone, an old crazy man, as she cheats behind Robert De Niro's back. I love it. I love it. I love Goodfellas. Love it. I love it when Ray Liotta walks out of the house and says, shut up. I, I love it. The music. They're all, you know, Scorsese always takes us to some sort of club with a singer and a comedian. I love this stuff. So do you get that in The Irishman? Yes. Mm. It is in the same lineage as those two movies. And in our little tease of the New York Film Festival, Raph, I said, if you are the kind of person who, when Goodfellas is on TV, when Casino's on, you start watching it, you don't care where it is, you laugh along with it, you get you know, drawn into it again, The Irishman is for you. It's almost a swan song to that. Mm. We have all of these wonderful people who've come together to do their jobs. It's not like they just are cashing checks. No, these are serious people who just came to work. And at the press conference, Ref, they talked about that. I mean, Scorsese was like, look, we came to do our jobs. Because they were like, you know, how was it working with each other? He's like, we're professionals. We, we did our jobs. Everybody's here to do the work. And you can tell that it, this is not anything that's being, you know, he's, Martin Scorsese is not someone who has to scream. It is what it is. Now for the performances. I talked about Jimmy Hoffa. He's this larger than life character. We have Al Pacino playing him. And Al Pacino is having such a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him have a good time. I was like, oh my goodness, Al, you are really on it. He was on it. He was having fun. All of his beats were in place. I don't know what Jimmy Hoffa was really like. It doesn't even matter. So I really, really enjoyed watching him. And I especially enjoyed watching him be the color guy. While not only De Niro is, you know, the straight-laced guy, which we're used to seeing De Niro do in Scorsese movies, but also Joe Pesci of all people. Mm. Joe Pesci is calm. He's a a reasonable character. (laughs) It was so nice to see Pesci scale it back because he's a great actor. Mm -hmm. Scale it back, not have to push anything. And he and De Niro just have this nice chemistry, of course, but it's not where both one of them is like the star and the others in the background. No, they're both going, what's going on, June? So that was great. That whole, um, the whole chemistry of the three of them, I really enjoyed watching it. The rest of the cast is wonderful. Ray Romano, you go, how is he related to Joe Pesci? It makes perfect sense. Mm. <laughs> like this stuff makes perfect sense. We have Harvey Keitel, who's also, he's not a big part. He's not a big role. He's not screaming either. He's sitting and looking. And you know what he's thinking. It's this kind of movie by people. Now, when you deal with a Martin Scorsese film, you know the kind of look you're going to get. But what you don't know is what's going on in this film. I mentioned how it spans decades, Ref. So who's playing them at different ages? It's the same people. Robert De Niro across 40 years. Joe Pesci, same thing. Al Pacino, 
How did they make them look younger? Well, Industrial Light Magic came up with a new technique for this movie, which was part of the reason why it took this long to make, because they had the script ready 10 years ago. Mm. Nobody would fund it until Netflix came in. Ted Sarandos, we have him to thank. Put the money up. So what they did, because, and I was talking to you, Ref, about this, Scorsese was like, look, I'm not going to get these guys together and have all of these, you know, the balls on their heads and everything else for some sort of CGI. They ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So they had to create a way to do it without all of that. And they did. And does it work? I have to tell you, I was, this was the thing I was looking for coming in. I was like, ooh, is this going to throw me out of the movie? It did not. Mm. It worked. Now, can you tell it's happening? Yeah, in a lot of cases, especially for De Niro, sometimes you go, okay, I can see it, but it didn't matter. And sometimes I was saying to myself when I was looking at Joe Pesci especially, but also at Pacino, I was like, I know they did it here, but I can't really see it. Mm. So I expect some sort of award coming to them for this Mm -hmm. because for them to not get in the way of the story with that was so great. Plus they had, they had uh, people who coached these actors on their bodies, how to look 49 instead of 89. How do you do that? Like all of this is in this movie and that's why it costs so much to make. So here it is overall as an experience. Is this the best of Scorsese's work? No. Does it trump Goodfellas and Casino? No. Does that matter? No. Will you enjoy it? Yes. Will the three and a half hours be worth it? Yes. I was fine in the theater for three and a half hours at the crack of dawn. I mean, I was fine. If that's true for me, I'm a night owl. Then I can only imagine what normal people will think. Now, the final question is this. (laughs) Well, Well, I should say say is what the other 70% thinks because 30% of people are night owls. So here we go. (laughs) So it is an homage to what we love from Scorsese. It is an homage to these wonderful actors that we've loved over the years. And are you going to see it in a theater? Well, here's what you should ask yourselves. How do you want to see a Scorsese film? When a Scorsese film comes out, what do you think? Do you think I've got to go out to the theater to see it? Or do you go, hmm, I could, or I could watch it at home. I'm cool with that. However you respond to that question, is the way that you should take this in. Because Martin Scorsese, the great Martin Scorsese himself said at the press conference that he had to consider that this was gonna be on people's TVs. <laughs> this is the world we're in now, oh my goodness. So to end it, if you don't see it in the theater, which it will look great, it's a Scorsese film, it will work. Is there an intermission? There wasn't one at the New York Film Festival. Okay, so plan accordingly. But if you wanna wait to see it on Netflix, at home just make sure you have a decent tv to look at and here's the great thing about the irishman the way the story is told you can pause and come back and be fine it is episodic you'll be fine doing that you can take your time with it you can enjoy it will you laugh yes you will will you have other reactions yes you will the only thing i have to say about it that i would have changed ref is i would have tightened it a hair just a hair. I would have made it three hours instead of three and a half. 
but that's a minor gripe. The Irishman is here. It's just, it's like putting on your favorite sweater again and feeling oh so good about it. Oh my gosh. Okay, you heard it here from our critic who has self-proclaimed himself not normal, but you (laughs) listeners are normal. So therefore you should run to whatever place he suggested. If you want to go to the theater, if that's the way you take it in, great, pay your 15. If not, use your neighbor's Netflix account. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.